Good morning. How you guys doing? Well, I want to welcome you to Cornerstone Church. My name is Sean Akin, lead pastor here. We're glad you're here today. Today is National Coffee Day. Woohoo! Yeah, that's about it. Anyway, um, oh, God is good. Listen, we have a lot of things coming up. First Wednesday's coming up. Don't miss that. We're gonna, I'm going to be doing a little teaching on healing, and we're going to pray for the sick. Amen? Remember, I asked you to pray for miracles, right? Amen. So let's, uh, let's just give God an opportunity, okay? And uh, so don't miss it this Wednesday. We'll worship and hang out and I'll teach on worship. I mean, I teach on healing and then we're going to basically just pray for anybody who's sick. If you know of anybody, have them come. And uh, we're going to just have the elders there and the staff there. We're going to all pray and lay hands on the sick and see them what? Recover. Amen? Amen. Well, turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. You can look in your uh, insert uh, in the bulletin. There's some notes you can follow along with us. We're finishing up a series on us, and we've been talking about us, what God wants to do through us, and how God wants to use you, how uh, I've asked you to write down, you know, go pray, what is God's vision for your life, that He has a plan for you, and it is a good plan, amen? It's a great plan, so I want you to write that down, but moreover, I will also, you know, what He's going to do through us as a church, you know, we talked about that last week. But today, you know, one of the things, that may, one of the main things it's going to take for us to move forward in what God has is a thing called faith. And so I want to talk to you about faith here, because faith is more than just trust. It's more than just, I trust you, God. It's, it's actually faith is a verb. Faith is action. And we see here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, we, talk, we start seeing how Abraham is mentioned here. In fact, there's a lot of other people mentioned here, but they're mentioned as people of faith. And, and God's given them a place of honor by mentioning them their, their names here. And it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as, a foreign, as in a foreign country, Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And so God's planted something inside of you. Every single one, if you're a believer here, he has something for you to do. He has a purpose for your life. And he's planted something there. And anything that we do, we do everything is according to the word of God. So anytime we obey the word, trust me, there's a Bible app in here. So it's we obey the word of God. I'm just not holding up an electronic device. There's the Bible in there. That, that it's going to take faith for you to believe it, trust in it, but also do it. And, and just as a balance of everything that I talked about, everything that you do in life, everything has to be balanced that's in the word of God, that lines up with the word of God, that you're not going to do anything outside the word of God. And you're going to do it through a multitude of counselors. You're going to get advice from godly men and women. Because Proverbs eleven fourteen says, Where there is no counsel, people fail. But in the multitude of counsels, there's safety. Amen? And so you know, anything that I do in my life, I do through the Word of God and through men of God that's around me. 
But in order for us to do anything, in order for you to step out in what God has planned for you, in order for our church to step out in what God has planned for us, it's going to take faith. And faith definitely is trusting in God, but faith is action. Faith is a verb. And so I'm going to show you some of these steps that Abraham took in the book, and what he talked about here in Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to talk to you about what they did, these four action verbs that will characterize your life when you live by faith, and it will affect the destiny of your life. And let me explain something about faith. Faith is not blind, and it's not deaf. It is seeing. But it's seeing in the spiritual before you see in the natural. It's hearing in the spiritual before you hear in the natural. And so what faith does, it sees something before it, it happens. It sees something before you can see it horizontally. It sees vertically. It sees from God. You are actually, when you see through the eyes of faith, you are actually seeing through the eyes of God and what He says. Because what that is more real, when you see through the eyes in the Spirit, it's more real than what it is here in the physical. See, Abraham was looking for a city that wasn't even there yet. He was going to land that he didn't see. Everything that God will tell you to do, you're going to do before you even see it. Isn't that right? And so you need to learn to, to how to go about it. Since faith is action, what are the action steps of faith? And let me show you this here. The first action steps of faith, and that's what we saw with Abraham. By faith, Abraham, what? Obeyed. Obedience is the first step. You're obeying God is the first step of faith. And so when we hear something in the Spirit, when we see something in the Spirit, then we can obey it. We begin to move in that direction, even if we, if we don't see anything in the natural that supports it. And see, that's a lot of things that you have to do. You have to do that. You have to step out. That's what faith is, is seeing in the Spirit before it happens in the natural. I know the Lord once always wanted to bless my finances, and I got a hold of tithing when I was when I, early on, about 15 years old. And I started working for my dad, and I started making money and stuff like that. And my dad, when he got saved... I mean, he, he, he believed everything in the Word. I mean, when he saw about tithing, he tithed. I mean, religiously. I mean, it just, he just kept on doing and then gave as the Lord led him to. I mean, he was giving a lot of money away. But the Lord blessed him in that. And, and my, my dad said, Sean, you need to tithe on that. And I said, okay. And so I, got, I just started seeing. I just knew I was believing God for a car. I was believing God. I really wanted to pay for my college. I didn't want my mom and dad to pay for it. All you parents say, man, let's just pray that for our kids right now in Jesus. You hear that, Julia? Anyway, um, she's not even listening. What are you doing on your phone? You're, no, I'm joking. And so, you know, I, I really had a heart for that. And I'm thinking, man, if I, if I tithe, if I, I, I mean, that money could go towards my car. That money could go towards some other things. And, you know, I just met a wonderful girl when I was age 16, and she was costly. And, um, and, um, and I mean, I spent a lot of money on her and, you know, tithing, that tithing. But you know what? I saw something in the Spirit. The Lord gave me a vision, a blessing, and I was able to pay for, for my car. I was able to pay for my college because the Lord just blessed me because I started giving. So you see something in the Spirit, and you can run after it if it's the Word of God. Now, remember, it all lines up with the Word of God. And so here I am. You, 
you know, when I see something, I obey it. See, the thing about it is, I'm very conservative by nature, but I'm very aggressive by faith. When the Lord tells us to do something, Lisa and I, we do it. I hear God, and then I step out. That is an action part of faith. People say, well, how do I have faith? This is how you do it. You obey. Faith is, is that trust, but it's an obeying trust. A number of years ago, back 20, over 20 years ago, 1991, Lisa and I got married. And uh, as soon as we got married, we, um, we went to Alabama, Hartsville, Alabama. Anybody in here ever been to Hartsville, Alabama, besides some of the interns, you know? Um, I had one lady in, in, in service this morning said that, that she's been there. Hartsville is a town of about 10,000 people in northern Alabama, a small town. But Lisa and I, you know, we were led by the Lord to go there after we got married and became youth pastors at this small church. And, and we just started building up. The church started growing. Youth groups started growing. But one day, I mean, we had some of the greatest pastors we have ever had who really discipled us. And, you know, I've told the story that our first year of marriage was, a, was just really terrible. And th- these people just really, these pastors really poured into us and really helped us. And, uh, and so everything's going good. We love the, love the people. We love the area. I mean, the, the, our, our family was in the area and everything. So everything was just going well. And then the Lord told me one day, I started to say, he told me, we're supposed to leave. No reason to leave. Everything was going great. I mean, everything was going tremendously well. But the Lord began to give us a vision for another place. I told Lisa, she began to pray about it, and she began to see that. And so we decided to go to the pastors and we laid down our position and said, God's calling us to another place. We didn't know where it was. We just knew that we were supposed to go to a place where faith wasn't taught and that we were going to teach a place and that was going to be the place for us. We didn't know where it was. We thought it was in Jackson, Mississippi. I interviewed for the, to this in this large church. It was going to be their youth pastor and we thought that was going to be the place and it just didn't felt right. It's, it's like you know taking a bath with your socks still on. It's just not right. It's just awkward. You know that's just it's just not right. You know how many how many's ever taken a bath with your socks on? Try it. It's just not right. It doesn't work. And uh, every time you know I just knew knew that's how I follow the Lord. It just feels like that. So if you if some of you going to go home today anyway. Um, Oh, that's what he means by that. Okay. But and it just wasn't right. And so we just, we just knew that God was calling us another place. We had no money. <laughs> we had no job. And, uh, but, so the Lord just led us to Dallas to just hang out there for a while. I got a job as a locksmith. And the Lord sovereignly called us to Kansas City. It'll be 20 years, November 1st of this year. 20 years ago, he called us to our place. We didn't see it in the natural, but we sure saw it in the spirit. And we obeyed and we took that first step. Now listen, I'm not saying that God's going to call you to be that, in that, that place that where we were at. To quit your job and to move somewhere where you don't even know yet. He may. But there are avenues where you, every place that you walk in faith and what God has called you to do, you may only see the first step of obedience. But you take that step knowing that God is going to to do something great. See, every time, listen to this, every time you take a step for God, you're, you're saying to God, when you're obedient to Him, God, I agree with you. 
And there is nothing better than you and I to be in agreement with God Himself. Amen? And when you take that step of faith, because I've told you to write your vision down. When you take that step, whether it's ministering to your neighbor, you're taking that step, and it's usually a place out of your comfort zone, out of who you are. And you're moving into who he is and what he's called you to do. See, Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. You know, don't you think he had a lot of, uh, of rational thoughts against what he was doing? I'm leaving my family. I'm leaving the place that I know. Sometimes you're scared. You think you can't do it. But when you take that step of faith, you be obedient to him. That's when you become in agreement with God. And that's been some of the most exciting times of our lives is when we took that step of faith and we were obedient. And, not, and, not, and it's not just that we have all these big, obedient times. Sometimes it's just an obedience to pray when I don't feel like it. Sometimes it's an obedience to worship when I don't feel like it. Sometimes it's an obedience to go and encourage somebody when I need encouragement. It's being obedient to the Spirit of God and stepping out in faith. And I don't know what's ahead of me. It doesn't matter because He has already been there. He's been to my future. He is the beginning and He is the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. So He's already been where I'm going. I don't have to worry. I step out in faith and I'm obedient to Him. Every time I've been obedient, there's always been a blessing. Amen? There's always been something good. And now we're walking out this together as a church. I mean, you're, I mean, I've had so many people call me and text me and email me about the vision that God has for them. And it's so great and it's so awesome. Step out and start working towards that. No matter, you may only have a little part of the step. It doesn't matter. When you step, it's obedience. When you step, it's an agreement with God. And God's looking down and He's just smiling. Thank you. He's saying to you, for trusting in me. Amen? Step in obedience in every single area, spiritually, financially, relationally. You step out in obedience. And if you don't know what you're supposed to do, ask God, where can I be obedient to you? And he'll bring you to his word. And you start, start there and be obedient to his word. Be obedient to him. And when he tells you to take a right, you take a right. You just become obedient. When he tells you to minister to someone, just do it. No matter what the consequence may be, you just do it. You do what He's called you to do. See, He's calling you and I to live a life of faith where we're fully trusting in Him, not in our own ability. Listen, if you're doing life and you're doing it in your own ability, you're not living what the life of God is. You're living life. I want to live His life. I want to go beyond my ability. I want, I want His super to become on my natural every single day. Amen? And where I'm living by faith. And that's what Abraham did. He had to step out, and he stepped out in obedience, not knowing where he was going sometimes. I don't understand everything that God's called me to do. I don't understand everything that God's called Cornerstone Church to do. All I know is we're going to obey. Amen? And we're going to be obedient. And we're going to be a people of faith. And that's what's going to separate us from anybody else because we're not living our own ability. We're living His ability. Amen? 
See, we will never obey if we don't walk by faith. So Abraham was obedient. The second thing we saw Abraham do is that in verse 9, they dwelt in the land. They were dwelling where God started to call them to. That means that they were committed, that they, that were, they were consumed with it. See, as you begin to obey, begin to dwell in everything that God has for you, in every place that God has for you. Commit to what God has said to you. See, dwelling is the place of faith. Dwelling in the place of faith is more real than your circumstances. If you're, you're, you're in a fix financially, give. If you're messed up financially, the best thing for you to do is be obedient to his word. Give, then it shall be given back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. Give. You know, when things are tight with us, we look at places to give. We look at where the Lord told us to give. We give to our church. We give to other ministries. We give to people in need. And if I tell you what, it has never failed. We go beyond man's wisdom because man's wisdom doesn't work. Man's wisdom gets you in debt. Man's wisdom, I mean, financially, get with God. His wisdom works. He blesses. And we step out in faith and we just dwell in those things. Dwelling in the place of faith is more real than your present circumstances. Dwelling is not perfection. It's called continuing. That's no matter what goes on around me. So when you take a step of faith, it doesn't mean everything's going to go right. But you continue. See, that's what Abraham did. Did did everything go right for Abraham? Did he have trouble along the route to where he was going? Yes. What did he do? He continued. He dwelt in that place. And so for you and I, we need to learn to dwell. What has God called you to do? Obey and be consumed with it. Dwell in it whether it's some of you just coming out of your comfort zone and leading people in a cell group or, 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 or just taking that step of faith financially and giving or just ministering to other people that you would have normally done. Commit to God. Be led by Him and dwell in that. Be willing to obey, but dwell in that place. Enjoy it in God. Be consumed with where you're going. Lisa and I are consumed with Kansas City. We love this place. We have no family here. We try to get family to move here. They just don't. My mom and dad, we built this nice little apartment for them to come and they lived here for a while. Now they borrowed an RV and now they're traveling. And as long as that's in the will for me, I'm okay with that. But anyway... You know, they're getting, no, they're going to have to go to heaven sometime, you know, but um, in fact, they just bought a cover for their will. It just came to my house and we saw it. It says Perry and Lila. They're not here. They're gone. Um, Because I wouldn't say this, but they were here. But anyway, Perry and Lila, heaven bound. That's what they have on the back of their RV. It's really cool. Isn't that cute? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'll change that cover one day. Anyway. Faith, where am I at? Okay, obey and dwell in it. But the third thing is what we see here is that he judged it. He was judging. Now, we're called to make judgments of every day, but not of people. This is what he judged. 
And it comes out of Hebrews 11, 11. Look at this. It says, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past, at, past the age because she judged him, God, faithful as he had promised. See, you're going you're gonna to make that obedient step. You're going to dwell in that but what you're going to do, you're going to automatically judge him faithful no matter what happens. Because faith is judging God faithful. Doubt is judging God unfaithful. But he is faithful. And I don't mean that we decide that the way we want something to turn out. And if it turns out right, then we judge him faithful. No, we're going to leave uh, the results up to God. But And beforehand, I judge him faithful no matter what. He is faithful. No matter what happens, He is faithful. Let me tell you something. Most of the time, it never goes the way I planned it. But He has always been faithful. Always been faithful. And sometimes we think, if it doesn't go the way He planned it, it must not be God's will. But you're led by circumstances. You can't do that because you took that faith step, faith step of obedience and you're dwelling in that. Judge Him faithful before all of it. He is faithful no matter what. No matter what I'm doing, no matter what is going on in my life, God is faithful and He is good forever. No matter what, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, before they're going to bow down, they're not going to bow down to that aisle. They're going to walk into the pit. And they said, no matter if he does it or not, we won't serve you. We won't bow down to you. That's judging him faithful. No matter what you're going to do, no matter what's going to happen around you, God has always been faithful. Faithful. Listen, I've been through hell and high water. I had things come against me. But God has always been faithful in it. And He's always brought me through it. I love what it says, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 8 and 9. He says, We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. God will never leave you, nor will He forsake you. There, listen, going and trusting in faith, this is action, that you make that step on obedience, that you dwell in that place, but you judge God faithful no matter what. That's why you can have a smile when things are going on around you, because that's not your place. God is bringing you through it, and He's taking you to that good and that promised land. Amen? And see, that's what's happening. Is when you and I step out in faith, it becomes exciting. Because I get to do things when I step out in faith that I wouldn't normally do or could do in my own ability. He comes upon me. and Something greater happens. Amen? And that's what Abraham was seeing. He was judging God faithful. All those years, he had that word that he would have a son. He wasn't perfect at it, was he? I mean, Sarah wasn't perfect. She's mentioned in Hebrews 11 as a woman of faith. She wasn't perfect at it. But they judged him faithful. Abraham, you know, he got his eyes off it. His wife said, hey, go have my servant. He says, oh, okay, I'll do that. That wasn't right. He wasn't faithful in that. 
But he came back. He continued. He dwelt. Judge God's faithful, and God is faithful. So leave the results up to God. Judge Him faithful in your heart and begin obeying and walking into the direction that you have seen and heard in the Spirit. See, you are more spirit than you are flesh. And when you pray and you see something, you walk in it. And you trust Him and you listen to Him. So obey, dwell, judge Him faithful. And the fourth thing is finished. Hebrews eleven seventeen through 19 says this, is by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, and of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in the figurative sense. He concluded, he finished in that. God was able. He decided, okay, God, you're going to tell me, I don't understand why you're doing this. I don't understand why, God, you're asking me to offer up the son you promised me. But I conclude, I know that no matter what, you can raise him from the dead. If you're going to walk by faith, then you're going to have to come to these conclusions that God is able to turn the situation that you're in to your good and still bless and provide for you no matter what's going on around you. He finished. He knew. He concluded that God was able. And he finished his race. He had his son. They had more sons. That continued the line so Jesus could come. Listen, I'm telling you something. When you step out in faith and do what God's called you to do, great things are going to happen to you. And you're going to finish it. You're going to walk by faith. You're going to walk in His power and His ability and His authority. You're going to do something greater than you've ever imagined in of yourself. Back in 1998, I started to attend Bible college. I was a guy that wanted to minister, wanted to preach the word. But I couldn't get up in a group and say anything because I got so nervous. My eyes would water, I would shake. But I knew what God called me to do. I knew His calling. I couldn't see it in the natural, but I saw it spiritually. I could never, I, I, I couldn't see how I could ever get in front of people and say anything. You don't have to worry about the outcome. You don't have to worry about how are things going to work out. You don't have to weigh the, 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 the pros and the cons. Just be obedient to Him. Be radical in that. Like, like the disciples when Jesus came around them and says, Listen, lay down your nets and I'll make you fishers of men. And they walked off with them, not knowing where they were going, not knowing what was going to happen, but they trusted the Lord. See, God is calling us out. 
to live this lifestyle of faith, of obeying, of dwelling in that faith, of judging Him faithful and finishing that course, concluding that God is able. When you do that, something great happens. The greatest times in our lives has been when we made the decision to take that step. Say, yes, Lord, I agree with you. Yes, Lord, I agree with what your word says. It's it's not enough as a Christian just to live a life that we live on our own. God is calling us to a radical obedience, but he's calling us to radical faith. Trust in him and moving forward in God. Are you ready to do that? I don't know where you are at in your walk with the Lord and your walk of faith, but I know this, that God wants you to come to that place of obedience, of dwelling, of judging Him faithful, and finishing, concluding that God is able. Because He wants to lead you in His triumph. 2 Corinthians chapter 2.14 says, Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. That's victory every single time. So a couple of weeks ago, you wrote down what God has called you to do. So let's take that step. Let's commit to be obedient to that. Let's start moving forward. You may only have a little bit of a step. What's a step there? What has God called you to do? Let's move forward in that. Let's start living the life of faith, of fully trusting Him. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Let's stop living in our own ability. Do you really like where you're at right now fully? Trust me, wait till tomorrow. If you're living on your own ability and your own wisdom, you're going to mess it up sometime. Right? So let's move over and let's get into God's ability and His plan and His Amen? And let's live this life that's exciting. You know, the Christian life should be one of the most exciting lives that anybody lives. And it is. It is. No matter what's going on, as long as I'm living in faith and trusting in Him, I tell you what, it's the most exciting time of my life. And He wants you and I to walk into this greater arena, this greater realm. And the only way we're going to get there is saying, God, yes, I agree with you. And that agreement is done, not because of my word, but because of my action. Because I step out and I do what God's called me to do and I trust Him. I had a vision this morning during the first service and I saw saw impossible situations in people's lives. And God looking down on the impossible and just smiling. Because he's a God of the impossible. He makes those things that are impossible to you become possible. Because that's what faith is. It's taking what you see spiritually and bringing it into the natural. Where you see it in your life. How many of you have impossible, it seems, situations? That you don't know how things are going to work out. You don't know how 
You're going to pay the bills, maybe. You don't know how the relationship's going to work out. You don't know how things are going to get done. Maybe God's put something that seems impossible in your life. Trust me, if you have a real vision of God, you can't do it of yourself anyway. How many of you have impossible situations? Raise your hands. Keep them, keep them up. I'm going to pray for them right now. I'm going to pray for your impossible situation because you're going to act in faith. You're going to get a plan from the Lord and He's going to do something great. When I saw the Lord, He began to show, show me that. I saw Him smiling because He's waiting to do a work in you that if He would tell you what it was, you wouldn't even believe it. How many of you guys want that type of work to just blow your mind? Amen? Okay, you guys ready? Raise your hand. If you, you have something in your life that seems impossible, that you need a God super to come on your natural right now, just raise your hand. Raise your hand to the Lord. So, Father, right now, we bless you. We thank you, God, that you're the God of the supernatural. And that, God, when we trust you fully, something great is going to happen. Miraculous things are going to happen, God. And we choose to walk in faith. So we give you control over the impossible, Lord. We trust you in it. Give us wisdom. Give us the steps. Tell us what we need to do in our own natural. And Father, you'll make the difference in the supernatural. And I just thank you, God, those situations right now that seem impossible are going to change in their life in Jesus' name. That, Father God, we're going to hear testimonies, not how they did it, but how you did a work in their lives. And, Father God, all will know that you are God because of it. In Jesus' name. I thank you for this church, God. That we are a church filled with people, men and women of faith, who choose to live in a different realm who choose to live in a different way, trusting in you and your word. And we thank you, God, that we want to please you because that's what it takes. Faith, trust, action in Jesus' name. So we choose to obey, Lord, right now. We choose when we obey, we're going to dwell in what you've called us to do. We're going to dwell in the land that you've given us whether it's finances, whether it's relationships, whatever the vision is, God, we're going to dwell. We're going to be consumed with it. We're going to judge you faithful right now. You don't have to prove your faithfulness because you are already faithful. And we're going to conclude that you are able. We're going to finish it. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. With everyone's heads bowed, eyes closed right now. You're in here right now and you say, Pastor Sean, I've never given my life to Christ. I know I'm missing something. I need more. If that's you right now, you say, I need Jesus. I need to give him my life. I need to make him the boss of my life. Listen, he's not mad at you. He loves you. He cares for you. He just needs you to give him the opportunity to do a work in your life. If you are here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand right where you're at and you can put it down. I want to pray with you. Anybody in here? This Pastor Sean, I want to give my life to Christ. Anybody? Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we just bless you. And we thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you that, as that song says, and as your word says, faith to move mountains. No matter what's in our life, no matter what the problems are, God, we can trust in you.
And we choose to be obedient as you work through us, Lord. We put our faith in you and our trust in you. And so we'll take those steps that we need to take. We'll dwell in that place, be consumed with it. We judge you faithful and we conclude that you are able, you are finished it. And we thank you, Lord. And we thank you, God. And I just thank you that you increase in every single one of us vision and purpose right now in Jesus' name. And those things that are impossible will become possible in the name of Jesus. Amen. You guys ready for something even greater? Now listen, if you haven't written down the vision, write it down. Write your goals down. Write your what God has placed in your heart. And then ask Him for that step. Be obedient. Faith is not just trusting that it's going to happen. A lot of times we sit on our chairs and just wait for it to happen. It's not like that. Faith is action. There's going to be steps that you need to take. So start stepping towards that and dwell in that place. Amen? And watch God move. Let's stand up. Let's worship God. I want our prayer team to come on up. We're going to pray for you. If you need